Welcome to the Steve Stein Guitar Podcast, brought to you by GuitarZoom.com. If you want to improve your guitar playing, keep listening. If you want to improve even faster, go to GuitarZoom.com, where you'll find all of Steve's premium courses, masterclasses, and memberships that'll help you quickly and easily improve your playing. Now, here's your host, Steve Stein. All right, so in this video, what we're going to be talking about is yet another way to think about soloing in terms of your visualization and your application. Now, there's a million things that we could talk about with this, and this is why I keep making different videos to keep trying to get you to think a little bit differently about what you're doing. So what we're going to do today is we're going to be talking about the importance of trying to infiltrate your solo in adding in melody by outlining the chords that you're supposed to be playing, okay? The chords that are happening underneath you in the rhythm and your ability to be able to play melodically by thinking a bit about those chords. Now, again, we're not talking in terms of third, fifth, that sort of thing necessarily, but I want you to just think about this for a second. So, for instance, if I was looking at a C-sharp minor chord right here, okay, so I'm visualizing a C-sharp minor and I ask myself, well, what am I going to do with this, right? When I solo over this, what am I going to do? Well, the first thing I might think is C-sharp minor pentatonic, right? So I'm doing some stuff relative to that. which is fine. Again, there's nothing wrong with that at all. But let's dig a little bit deeper and think, okay, so if that C-sharp minor was being played, what are some things that we could do that maybe would address or reflect the chord itself a little bit more? So if I go back to that again, okay, and I'm going to stay in that same position, but maybe what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to utilize a bit more of the actual C-sharp minor scale, what we call the natural minor scale or Aeolian, which would look more like this. Now, again, if you don't know that, I have guitar courses and other videos that you can watch that are going to help you with that. But that's what I'm playing is the minor, natural minor scale. Okay? But again, that doesn't mean I'm not going to use pentatonic in there. I can at any time shift between... The mentality of both of those approaches of playing more diatonic versus more pentatonic. But the bigger picture here is that I've got this chord sitting here right there. If I just outline that C-sharp minor chord, okay, it's sitting right there. So as I'm playing, I'm aware of those notes a little bit more, like if I could highlight it on my fretboard, I might highlight those notes a little bit in context of whichever scale I'm playing. So as I play, obviously when I bend that up, it becomes this note which is the note C-sharp, which is the root. So that's a great note to bend because I'm bending to a note of that chord. So sometimes what I'll do is as I'm playing, kind of outline some of those notes of that chord, and then I'll drop back into a scale. Right, or... something like that okay but there's some other things I want you to be able to visualize here too let's say I was looking at C sharp minor but I'm gonna look on this side so there again what I'm playing is the what we call the root the minor third and the fifth right there and then it starts all over 
and it keeps going over here. But again, if I keep playing over here, I kind of wind up in another position. I don't want to do that. So what I'm going to do is visualize it like this. So you see, I'm putting two notes on this third string here. And you can see how it kind of overlaps what we were doing in this other position here with these notes right there. So what I like about that position is that I can come down here into this position of C-sharp minor. And I can visualize those notes. And I love this third string because it can transition me from thinking the arpeggio over on this side, arpeggio meaning the notes of the chord, or if I go to my pinky right here, I can transition over to the arpeggio on this side, which again is the notes of the chord, C-sharp minor, right? So I can shift between those at any time. And I love that kind of sound. So there's kind of a pentatonic thing, right? And then I drop into... whatever I want. So I'm visualizing the C-sharp minor on this side. Now I could keep going and visualize C-sharp minor as a fifth string bar chord right here, which gives me this shape. So again, visualizing... and then outlining those notes whenever I want. Again, I don't have to do just one or the other. I can play pentatonic, scalar, and then throw this arpeggio in. Anytime I want. The point is, is you can get out of just thinking about C-sharp minor being here and then just soloing in this one position and knowing that these other positions are available, but you just don't really use them. The beauty of this is, is that you can actually utilize these very effectively when you play and it works really great. Now there's a whole host of different ways that we can do this, but again, I don't want to overwhelm you. I just want you to think a little bit outside those lines. <laughs> So you can start thinking, well, how do I want my solo to sound? When I hear this C-sharp minor... Right? I could outline that. Or... However I like. I could start making some patterns here as well, too. Sometimes it's kind of fun to do things... Where you're doing things like that. And again, I'm just visualizing these positions as I go. Now, it has a little less to do with the melody, right? But it does sound kind of cool as you're playing. 
So there's a lot of really cool things that you can do. So think about this. If I was playing, let's say I was going to take a chord progression like C sharp minor, B major, and A major, which is a really common chord progression in whatever key, okay? And so what I want to do is I want to think about how I could approach those three chords. Well, one thing I could do, I think the most logical thing that people would do is, well, there's a million things you could do, but one thing is to move with the chord shape. So if I've got C sharp minor, B, You know, something like that, which would be perfectly fine. But let's do a counterpoint idea where what we're going to do is as the chords move down, we're going to move up. Okay, just an idea. Again, there's a million ideas, which is why I make videos for you. But this is kind of cool. So I'm going to take this C sharp minor. I'm going to switch over here. I'm going to take this C sharp minor. And I'm going to take this idea right here. Okay, in any way I want. I'll do it that way. Maybe I'll play this. So it'll look like that. Okay? And then when the B comes up, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move up. And I'm going to do the same idea there. So the chord is moving down, but I'm moving up. And then it moves to A, so I'm going to move up. See, so I can get this kind of sound happening, and I'm moving up. See, it sounds kind of cool. I should, sorry, I shouldn't be, uh... I don't want that note. That's the one I think it was playing. I want this. Okay. So there's just a million ways that you can approach this that are kind of cool. So if you start thinking about it, you implement all these different ways of playing. You're thinking about your pentatonic bluesy stuff. You're thinking about your more diatonic... And then you start thinking about this arpeggiated idea. Right? And then you start taking some of these patternized ideas, which are kind of cool too. Bottom line is this. When I go and I play and I think about C-sharp minor, for instance, which... Again, all of this relates back to the key of E major, if you know your theory, and if you don't, it's okay, but that's what's happening. So if I think about this, and I think about C-sharp minor, I always kind of think about the tactics that I have to approach this. So it's not just grabbing one position and playing, but deciding where I want to go and what I want it to sound like when I get there. See, there's lots of different things. And if I go to this main position, I tend to use a lot more of the pentatonic-y, bluesy stuff within my diatonic playing as well, you know, because I'm never going to escape those kind of sounds because I love that kind of chromatic stuff, things like that, that I'll throw in there. Where if I'm playing maybe in this position, I'm not going to play as much of that. It's going to be a bit more pure if I move down there. 
just because I know that about myself. So those are things to think about a little bit as you're learning these sorts of things. If you enjoyed today's podcast and want to learn guitar even faster, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button to get access to courses that are right for your interest and skill level. Again, go to guitarzoom.com and click the Get Started button.